Welcome to the Inner Word Minute, the place where aspiring entrepreneurs come to learn about ways to turn their passions into paychecks. Now, I'm Marvelyn Brown, blogger and founder of Inner Word Business Services, and I'm your host. In this weekly podcast, we'll discuss the infinite number of opportunities to work from any location. You'll learn to reach your goals without spam, without cold calls or hotel meetings, and without practically begging your friends and family to buy from you. Hi, this is Marvelyn Brown, and thank you so much for joining me today. Um, we are going to talk about running your business on autopilot in this episode of the Inner Word Minute. So if you are new to the Inner Word Minute, um, this is a weekly podcast that talks about all the different ways, all the different formats, all the different things that you can do to run an online business, to have a business that you run from home and a business that brings you passive income. So running your business on autopilot is just another way to say, you know, earning passively. Because when you run your business on autopilot, that enables you to do other things while you continue to earn in your business. So for example, if you're someone who has um, a family, maybe you have small children and you need to be with your children during the day um, and you are not able to really, you know, make phone calls or, or, you know, send out emails or do any of those things that you really need to do to keep your business going, maybe you're not able to, you know, be available to take credit card payments or to, um, you know, ring up sales or things like that. Um, you can do this because you have set your business up in a way that enables that to happen uh, using automation. So there are certain tools that you're going to need. There are certain um, systems that you will need to put in place. And that is what we're going to talk about today. Now, we're just going to do this from a high level because this is really, you know, each area, um, it, it's kind of a detailed thing that you do to set up your business. But one of the things that I really love about having an online business is that you do something once and you get paid for it over and over and over. So once you set these systems up and they're in place, you've tested them, you know that they run well, that they, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, you don't have to worry about setting them up again. All you do is just, you know, continually monitor and track, but you're not being hands-on. So I really love that um, aspect of having an online business. So now let's go ahead and take a look at the first slide. So on this slide, we have, <clears throat> excuse me, we have five different processes. And the first process, of course, is your offer. That's where everything kind of starts because most of the time, people that you want to work with, your ideal customers, they're gonna see your offers and the offers that you put together in your marketing are going to attract the people that you want to work with. They're going to attract the people that you wanna work with and they're gonna repel the people that you don't wanna work with. So in your messaging, you're gonna to put together you know, these um, ads, even if they're not paid ads, they're still ads, they're still messages that you send out that will grab the attention of the people 
who are in your niche or in your specialty. So let's say for granted, uh, for example, rather, that you are working with someone who is in the weight loss niche. And maybe you've decided that you want to work with um, new moms who just had a baby. And if you've seen some of my other videos, you know I use this um, example quite a bit. But the thing that you want to do is you want to reach out to new moms who have, um, you know, some excess uh, baby weight that they might want to shed. And so your offers are going to be tailored to new moms. You're going to be using words. You're going to be using images. You're going to be using phrases that identify with, you know, people or women rather who have just had a baby who want to shed that excess weight. And so it's going to grab their attention. They're going to click on your links and they're going to go to the next phase of your uh, process. And that is they're going to become traffic to your website, to your blog. And that's one of the reasons why um, you want to have a blog or a central hub that you can send people to so that they can learn more about what you have to offer. So we'll go back to the example of the new mom. So you've got, you know, the new mom, you've grabbed her attention um, from social media. She has clicked on your uh, image that you have on social media or your paid promotion or your ad or your PP click ad or whatever it is that you have put out into the universe. Um, they have clicked on that because they're interested and they become traffic. So then, you know, they become a visitor. At that point, they become a new visitor maybe to your site, someone who has never been to your site before. Where you send them, we kind of talked about this last week, but this kind of brings it home. Where you send them on your site can make a huge difference. So if you send them, if they're a new mom and they just had a baby and your messaging on social media, for example, said um, that you, know, you have this product that will help them shed their uh, baby weight and then they get to your site and you're giving them some information on a plant-based detergent that's totally not matching with what you said on social media. So your social media, all of your posts, all of your promotions, all of your ads, all of the stuff that you put out in groups, in forums, you know, when you go out and you participate and you are marketing your business, you want to make sure when you send people to your website that you send them to something that is consistent with what you are saying in your marketing. So if you're marketing to new moms and you have a product that you want them to look at, you have to send them to that particular product on your website. So they become traffic, they go to your site. Now, if they see the ad for plant-based detergent on your website versus something that is going to help new moms, they're going to probably bounce off of your site, which means that they will go to your site, take one look, and they'll get the heck out because it doesn't match what you said on uh, your platform, your advertising. But if it says, you know, this is a product, when they get to your website and they see a product that is designed for new moms who want to shed baby weight, 
then they'll probably hang around. They'll look at what you have to offer. And then if you give them the opportunity to take the next step, then they may become a lead or they may decide that they want to try out your product. Um, most of the time, if this is a new visitor, someone who has never been to your site, they're probably just going to take the next step and sign up and become a lead and get more information. Um, I have had cases where people have gone directly to my site and made a purchase, but it doesn't happen as often as, um, you know, people just signing up to get more information. So once they sign up to get more information, you can send them directly to some information that will help them understand more about the product and why they should buy it. And then you can also give them the option to make a purchase. And if they decide not to make a purchase, then you have a lead that you can follow up with and send, you know, even more information that will help them uh, make a better buying decision. So when you, um, you know, when you have your offer, people click on your offer, they become web traffic. Now there's a lot of different types of web traffic. There are robots and you definitely, when you know, when you think about your traffic on your site, you don't want your site to be nothing but robots, but there are robots. There are, you know, Google sends out there, um, they call them spiders, but those are just robots that go out and take a look at your site. So all of that kind of falls under that category of robots. Then there are marketers who send out robots as well. And really the robots are kind of um, a fake traffic because yes, they, they land on your pages, they take a look around, but they have various reasons for doing that. And it's not based on, you know, making a purchase or becoming a lead. Then you have visitors. So you have new visitors and you have return visitors. So return visitors are people who have been to your site before, they know what it's about, they are familiar with your branding, and they like what they see, so they come back to get more information. Whether you send them back or whether they come back on their own, they are definitely familiar with your brand. New visitors need to be kind of um, given some options that they can take that will enable them to become a lead. That's what, you know, that's really the goal. When someone lands on your website, you want them to become a lead. You want them to be able to take that next step. Next, you may have referrals. So referrals are from uh, other websites. So maybe you have, someone has linked to your site from another site and that's called a backlink. So if, for example, you go to um, Tumblr and you put a link to your website on Tumblr. That's considered a backlink. And so when someone visits your site from Tumblr, you're gonna be able to see that in your analytics. You know, you'll see the number of people that come from Tumblr. You'll see the people that come from, um, from Google. You'll see people who come from Facebook and all the different sources that you have placed links in, you're going to be able to see how much traffic is coming to your site from those sources. And those are considered uh, to be referrals. Now there also, there's also traffic that comes from search engines like Google, Bing, Yahoo, etc. And so you also wanna get traffic from search engines because that is how people 
are looking for information these days. No one is really making phone calls or, you know, um, unless it's in their local community, a lot of people do make phone calls when they are dealing with local businesses. But when they're looking for a solution to a problem and they, you know, are really wanting to get some information, they go to a search engine and they put in search terms. So you will also get traffic, web traffic from search engines. So then, you know, as someone becomes a visitor and they become traffic, you know, they, they visit your site for the first time, the thing that you want them to do is become a lead. And that's kind of what, you know, I alluded to before. If you can get them to make that next step, you know, take that next step and become a lead, that enables you to follow up with them. And so the way that you follow up with them is through, um, you know, the next step. And we'll talk about that in a moment. Follow up is kind of its own um, step in the process. So I don't want to get ahead of myself. But when someone becomes a lead, they become a lead through either opt-in forms. And you've seen these opt-in forms on websites where you can enter your name, your first name maybe, and your email address. And at a minimum, you just enter your email address. Now, I like to ask people for their first name just so that I can personalize the emails that I send out. However, you know, that first name is not a required um, uh, element. Um, the, the main thing that I want is the email address. And so you use opt-in forms to generate leads. You use exit intent forms, ribbons, timed opt-ins, landing pages, and landing pages that have opt-in forms on them are really a great way for you to build your list. Sales pages, sales pages can also have um, an opt-in form. They can also have, um, you know, a link that will enable someone to make a purchase. Bridge pages. So you may have a bridge page that is set up that takes your, um, your visitor from your affiliate offer to your website so that they can sign up and become your lead before you send them to your merchant's website to make a purchase. So we kind of talked about that la um, last week in last week's uh, episode as well. You don't want to send someone, if you're an affiliate, you don't want to send someone directly from your affiliate link to the merchant site because then they become the merchant's customer and you know they may make a purchase and they may not if they you know don't make a purchase and even if they make a purchase that's just a one-time fee that you're going to collect it would be a lot better to make that person your lead have them sign up on your pages become your lead because you're the one that did the work to get them you know to make the decision to buy whatever that product is. So you want a way for them to become a lead and then you want to send them on to your affiliate uh, website. And so that is where your bridge pages come in. You can also do this using email. And so we talk about that a lot uh, in more detail when you become um, a lead of in a word business services. So all of the things that we're talking about today, I go into them in detail um, when we go into um, some of the, the various trainings that I do um, when you become a lead. 
But bridge pages are definitely a great way for affiliates to make sure that they're going to earn, you know, the maximum amount of commission. Thank you pages. You can also generate leads, believe it or not, in your thank you pages. So maybe you have a product and you're selling a product on your site. Someone may not go through, you know, reading an article or landing on a landing page. They may go straight to your store. So on my, for example, on my blog, I have a store. You can click on, you know, the top menu and go straight to my store and make a purchase. And when that happens, um, you also, during the checkout process, have the option to leave your email um, address. And so you can put, you know, your email uh, lead generation um, opt-in form on your thank you pages. Now, if you're not doing that, that is kind of leaving an opportunity on the table because just because someone buys from you does not necessarily mean that they are a lead. So, you know, if they buy something from you, you can continue to send them emails, but if they sign up and give you their email address, that kind of confirms that they want to continue to hear from you. And then there are also upsell pages. So you may sell a product that is, I don't know, $20. And then you may have a higher ticket um, offer that you want to give them. Maybe you have a $100 product. And so if you wanna upsell that person, you can give them, you know, the, the $20 product. And then when they make that purchase, take them to a page that gives them the option to buy the $100 product. And maybe you give them the option to buy the $100 product at a discount. And, you know, you tell them that if you want to buy this product, you can get it at a discount until, you know, I don't know, three minutes, five minutes, or, you know, for the next half hour or however you want to do it, you kind of put in an end time for that deal so that that kind of creates a sense of urgency. So anyway, these are all the different ways that you can set up lead generation on your blog. So there again, another reason to have a blog. If you don't have a blog, then you can't set a lot of this stuff up. You know, your lead generation is gonna be uh, one of the steps that you definitely want your ideal prospects to take. When someone lands on your site, you don't want them to land on your site and then leave because when that happens, um, you know, statistics show that when someone comes to your site and they kind of take a look around and you don't give them the option to take the next step, when they leave, they may never come back. And so you have to give them a way to take the next step with you. And if you don't do that, then you're probably leaving money on the table. So then once someone becomes a lead, they give you their email address. That means they're giving you permission to follow up with them. So they came to your site. They liked what they saw. They became a lead. The next step in the process is follow up. So then with follow-up, you can also automate that as well. And the way that you follow up is through email. You can you know, follow up with, by sending them an email series that delivers your either your upsell or delivers your freebie or whatever you promised uh, when you um, set up your lead generation form. 
you want to deliver that doing the follow-up and whatever you promise you want to make sure that that person gets it immediately as soon as they follow up and all of that has to be set up as well you can also follow up by sending people a lead magnet so in order to get people to sign up a lot of times people will provide a lead magnet or some free item that will give them um, some benefit when they sign up to be part of your uh, list. And so lead magnet delivery is very important for follow-up as well. Course delivery. So maybe you have a course and you've been advertising your course and in order to get this course you have to opt in. So people use uh, courses as a product, something that they sell, and then sometimes they use courses as freebies to get people to sign up for their email list. Um, and then you also want to build relationships. So following up really is about building those relationships, building those business relationships that enable you to have loyal fans and customers. And then also following up can mean um, educating people. So maybe you educate your audience about your products and your services and even about your company. You know, what does your company do? Who you are, um, how you can help them, something in your background that maybe, you know, stands out in terms of your ability to help them reach their goals, whatever those goals are. Um, another way to follow up is by providing deals and discounts. So if you're someone who has um, expertise in a certain area, you can follow up with your ideal uh, clients, people who become leads, by sending them deals, sending them discounts, helping them to save money on whatever it is that you are promoting. So then when you do that enough, when you follow up, um, the other thing that happens is you create the no like and trust factor because the more people see your value they see that you're adding value to you know whatever it is that they are trying to accomplish the more value you deliver um before you ask for the sale you know if you lead with the sale that turns people off a lot of times and so what you have to do is lead with value and when you lead with value and you give people more than what they expected a lot of times that will open up the door for opportunities to, um, you know, sell them something. So then once someone is, you know, on your follow-up list, and, and this is something that can be totally automated, right? So your lead generation, and let me just back up. So your offers can be automated. You can have a system that sends out your offers on automation. So that means you set it up once, and then those, you know, messages can be sent out to whatever platforms you want them to be sent to. And so that can be automated. Then we also have your lead generation process that can be automated. And then the follow-up system can also be automated. The other thing that can be automated, and I didn't include it in, um, I didn't put that in this last part of the process, but the last part of the process is the sale, the actual purchase that your customer is, um, is going to make. So when someone buys something from you, that process can be automated as well. Because what you would do is you would set up a shopping cart and that shopping cart is going to process that order. 
So if someone makes a purchase, you don't have to be present in order for them to buy an item from you. So this can also, this sales process can be automated as well. So your sale is really going to be like a conversion. You're gonna take someone from, you know, a visitor, um, someone who saw your offer, became a visitor, decided to, you know, uh, opt in and, you know, become a lead. And then you basically take the action to follow up with them. And then they convert to someone who becomes a, they go from being a visitor to your site to being an actual customer. And so that's kind of the ultimate goal. Now, once someone becomes a customer, you don't want it to end there. You want to continue to follow up with them. So if they buy a product, you might want to create an email sequence that, you know, talks about that product and maybe upsells them to some other products or get some information from the um, customer that tells you some of the other ways that you can uh, help them to reach their goals. So this is a process. And so this process can be automated, as you can see. There are certain tools, there are certain techniques, there are certain strategies that you will learn once you become a lead for Inner Word Business Services. So what I would recommend is heading over to my site and signing up because I'm going to show you, you know, once you sign up, you will be able to learn all the things that you need to do to get this set up for your business. Now, here is another infographic that I put together that kind of makes it, it makes it more real, I think, because this is what we as consumers are used to seeing. So there's a big sale. So think about your favorite retail store, you know, and they put these big signs up and they tell you about the big sale, or you see the big sale advertised on TV, wherever. You may even see the big sale, you know, advertised, um, you know, with ads on your social media feed. But so you see this advertisement, and this is what you're going to do as a business person. You're going to be putting out these ads or these messages that say, you know, here's the big sale. Here's the big offer that I'm going to give my customers, um, you know, when they do business with me. And then the next thing that happens is they become traffic. It's kind of like, you know, right here where we have web traffic, only this is kind of visualized in a different way. But basically they become traffic. If they're enticed by your big sale or your big offer then they are going to become traffic once they become traffic they go to your site and they've landed on your site and they have the option to either you know leave and go to some other site or they can become a lead so you have to give and i've seen you know this is the thing i've seen people that have websites they have a static website or they have a website that they haven't updated in umpteen years. There's no um, opt-in form. There's no offer. There's no freebie. There's no nothing. They just kind of do, they do a blog post, but they haven't given people an option to take the next step. And so you definitely on all your blog posts, on all your pages on your site, you want to have a place where people can take the next step if they so choose. So hopefully they become a lead. Once they become a lead, they go into your follow-up system. 
And in this follow-up system, you're motivating them, you're educating them, you're informing them. And so you go through this follow-up, you know, process until the person decides, you know what, I've learned enough. I, I like this person. I trust them. I'm going to go ahead and take out my credit card and I am going to make a purchase. And so this is the process. This is really just another way of looking at this process. But I'm hoping that in this, um, in this episode, you are able to see how important it is that you, you, know, you go through all these various processes in your business. And what I see a lot of people do is they focus on the sales piece. So they send, so for example, if you have a website, maybe you have a company supplied website. So maybe you're a Pampered Chef uh, representative and Pampered Chef gives you a company supplied website that you can use to promote their products. And I'm just using them as an example. I don't know what their policies and procedures are, but you know, the, the bottom line is you want to sell Pampered Chef. So what I see a lot of people do is they take their, um, their products off of their company supplied website and they put links to the sales pages. And so they start their, their um, engagement with their ideal customers by sending them a link to a sales page. And they've totally, you know, just left this whole front end off. They have totally left this part out. They're not doing any offers. They're not generating traffic. They're not, um, you know, generating leads. And they're definitely not following up with anybody because they're starting their process or their relationship with their customers on social media or on in forums or in groups with a link to their sales page. So, you know, a lot of times when people, especially if they're not, in, they're not um, familiar with your company, they have no idea who you are or what you do or whether you're trustworthy, they're not even going to click on your link. They're not going to click on your sales link. And so you have to really nurture that relationship and build up to the sale. The other thing that people do, and this is what I do, um, you can kind of go through your own process. But when you are, or when I am getting ready to buy something, I normally, if it's something I'm not familiar with, I will go out online and do a little research. And so, you know, in order to, um, to bring people into your business and help them to understand more about what you do, you can do something like an educational piece that gives people the, you know, if someone is doing research on whatever your, whatever your niche is. So if you're that person who is helping new moms who just had a baby who want to lose baby fat, then you want to create some um, research type documents and not research in the sense of scientific research, but you just want to be able to give that new mom something that they can look at that will tell them you know, and inform them and educate them about your product and why your product is the best solution for them. And then once they learn about your product, they understand why it's the best solution, they're going to be more opt to making a purchase. 
that also helps them to get your get to know your business so that you are able to make that connection when you make the connection people are you know willing to pull out their credit card and make a purchase so now i hope that i have given you some information that will help you understand more about the sales process the and really this is not the sales process as it stands this is your process as a business owner you want to have things set up under each one of these you want to have a procedure set up under each one of these areas and then you want to use certain tools you want to use certain strategies to make these processes work together to help you earn um you know on autopilot you want to you know earn passively you want to earn while you do other things for example you've probably heard the term uh, earning or making money while you sleep when you set up your business in a certain way that enables you to uh, run your business on autopilot you are definitely putting yourself in a position to earn while you sleep and that's really the goal we want to be able to spend time with the people who matter most we want to take care of the things that matter most. We want to run our businesses on a flexible schedule. You know, and running your business on autopilot doesn't mean that you neglect your business or that you don't do the things that you need to do. But what this does is it gives you the opportunity to uh, do other things and then, you know, work your business. Maybe you work your business at four o'clock in the morning while your family is asleep. Maybe you, um, when you put the kids down for their nap, you run your business. You go in and you take care of, you know, following up with uh, people who send you questions or, you know, if you do a video, you can do a quick video while the kids are asleep or whatever your process is, you can do that on your schedule versus having to be stuck with, you know, trying to balance, you know, your home, your family and your career and all of that. Um, and running around like a chicken with your head cut off. So I hope this has helped you. I'm going to go ahead and sign off for now. Thank you for watching this and listening. And I will see you on the next uh, episode of the Inner Word Minute. Have a great week and make it productive. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Inner Word Minute. Now be sure to check out the show notes for resources mentioned during the episode, as well as my list of small business resources. Be sure to tune in for next week's episode where we will share more tips, more tools, and resources you can use to grow your business. Please share this podcast with anyone you think that might benefit from the information we provide. And until next time, make your week productive and keep growing.